Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and special VIP co-hosts. Join in on a great conversation today with one of the world's great influencers as they showcase the latest tricks and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso and his co-host. Welcome to the Spotlight. I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. We have a full house today with some amazing guests. Today's Spotlight interview is with Justin Peck, professional off-road driver and bulletproof author. And joining me today on the Spotlight is Maura Sweeney, the ambassador of happiness. With a living happy inside-out mantra, Maura talks about influence, leadership, and identity through her podcasts, books, e-course, HuffPost blog, and as an international speaker. This ambassador of happiness joins us today to put the spotlight on our latest guest. You can find out more about Mora at moraforyou.com. That's M-A-U-R-A, the number four, the letter U.com. Hello, Mora, and thanks so much for joining us today on the spotlight. Tony, it's been a long time. I was gone for almost a month. I missed several of the other interviews that I would have loved to sit in on while I was traveling and speaking, but I am thrilled to be back today and excited for today's podcast interview because I think I'm going to learn a lot about a new sport and a new personality. That's right. And yes, now that you've done your world tour for just a moment, I'm glad to have you back. I'm already feeling the high energy and the vibes here. So, so great to have you back. And for our Spotlight audience, you are listening to the Spotlight, where we focus on highlighting stars, greats, and game changers. If you're a fit, we want your interview on the Spotlight. We broadcast every Friday at 1 p.m., so please set your calendar to hear from the world's elite. And you can catch every episode of the Spotlight on my mobile app. Just go to TonyDURSO.com slash mobile from your Android or iPhone. And once it loads, past episodes of the Spotlight will automatically appear in column one. And column two is my other weekly show highlighting elite entrepreneurs called Revenue Chat. All right. Today we set the stage for the Spotlight to chat with Justin Peck, professional off-road driver and bulletproof author. Justin Peck, number 49, is a diehard Pro 2 Lucas Oil off-road driver and author who's a whirlwind of inspiration. A top motorsports player, owner of Race Pro Tech Race Team, founder of Gear 49 Motorsports Nutrition, and now newly accomplished author of Bulletproof Memoir, he's the perfect blend of fun and wisdom. A true influencer in more ways than one, his passion reigns for making the movement of mental health awareness one of inspiration versus despair. All right, here we go. Welcome to the spotlight, Justin. Tony, my man, how are you? Justin, I'm so grateful and pleased that we finally connect here. Such an honor to meet you. And I truly appreciate you rearranging your schedule on the course and so forth to take the time to join us today on the spotlight. This is great. No, this is a, this is a great opportunity for me as well. I do appreciate the, oper- the, the opportunity. Uh, you're humble. Thank you. For our guests and uh, the Spotlight audience and so forth, I'd love to know, first things first, can you please tell us how it all started for you? Well, way back when my mom met my dad. (laughs) Okay, wait a minute. You don't want to go back that far. Okay. Try another year later. Okay. (laughs) I learned how to walk. No, so, um, geez. I mean, that's kind of a... That's a huge open-ended question. I mean, there, you know, I do a lot of things in life. Um, well, let me let me help focus a little bit. Perhaps if you could tell us what prompted you to get into race car driving and how how did that all start for you? All right. Well, growing up, um, it, you know, I mean, we didn't have a bunch of money. My dad drove truck for a living. Um, my mom worked at the local steel mill that we had, and. And my buddies, you know, they all had dirt bikes and, and, you know, the things like that. And my dad, he did have a dirt bike as well. And as I got older, him and I 
you know, we'd, we'd go out on his bike and, you know, we'd be able to ride out through the mountains and stuff. And so it kind of gave me the love of the speed, um, right. Just kind of right off the, right out of the beginning, you know, at, at, at a young age, uh, I didn't start racing until I was, geez, I don't know, 16, 17, 18 years old. Um, I was actually, you know what? That's kind of funny. I actually didn't start racing until I was 18 because I was married at 18. And so, so yeah, so I started racing at 18 and uh, I started in, in motocross. So on a dirt bike and it's been a rush ever since then. I mean, it's been kind of, you know, I've, I've raced something um, every single year for 20 something years now. And, and uh, yeah, that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of how I started. Very cool, Justin. Uh, my, my extent of racing, by the way, is attending the Indianapolis 500. And I've oh, seen great. Yeah. I've seen a lot of great and famous drivers whiz by. One year way back, I think it was Mario Andretti, if I'm not mistaken. He crashed not far from me, and I was actually in the background on the news. And I got to oh. tell you, the, the inferno, the heat from that, from that Indy car, I felt like I was sticking my head inside a hot oven. It was, I was that close to it. It was like, wow. But and aside from these crashes, which <laughs> perhaps give a spike in the adrenaline, just the whole thing is just a nonstop adrenaline rush. It's just so amazing to watch sports, to, to watch the sport of racing, let alone be in it. And I'd love to know what are some of the biggest challenges that you face in racing? Well, the challenges, I guess, first and foremost, and this is probably with any you know, race car driver in general, is focus. And this is where I'm going to do kind of a tie-in probably a little bit. Um, you asked the question how I got into it or why I got into it and stuff. And, and honestly, the question or the answer that I gave was a little vague. So I'm going to kind of hit it on a different angle. So I was, I was diagnosed with uh, class one bipolar disorder, you know, 12, 13, 14 years ago. And the racing part of me is probably the thing that has kept me alive. Um, because of the, the, the disorders. So my helmet is, is my drug. Um, I do take other medication and stuff for, for the disorder, but racing itself, um, when I put my helmet on, it's like the world stops for me. Um, outside looking in, just like your, like the story with Mario, um, you can see the chaos from the outside and, you know, guys going by you at 200 miles an hour and, you know, crashing and it's, it's the chaos on the outside. What the people don't see, the people who are or who haven't had the opportunity like myself or or other drivers, is that when we're behind the wheel, everything is just calm and peaceful and it's serenity and it's like peace and love and okay, it's not necessarily peace and love. It's <laughs> it's you know, there's there's a lot of I wanna win and and a lot of the focus stuff, but um but for me, me myself personally the hardest thing in, in the sport that I do is, is just staying focused. Um, I tell people a lot that I live myself, I, I live my life in tenths of a second. So, uh, racing, you know, you can win or lose a race in a tenth of a second. So the human eye blinks in three tenths of a second. So that kind of puts a little, you know, a, a little bit of perspective. And so when you can lose a race by one tenth of a second, I kind of live my entire life that way. I'm always present, always in the moment, always in the now. And um, I think that kind of the, the similarity between life and between racing for me is, is probably what I love the most. You see how I kind of go on these tangents? I don't mean to go on these tangents. I promise I don't. Justin, your tangents are totally fine. Not an issue I, I love hearing more about you because that tells us more of who you are. So it's cool. Well, you'll, you're in for a ride. I promise. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to, one thing I would love to comment on that. And maybe I'm, you know, I don't know the words for non-racers in the racing world, but I guess I'm one of those because one year I had this bright idea 
to treat all the nieces and nephews and family members and so forth to one of those go-kart racing things indoor. And I got to tell you, first time ever I put on a helmet, I was so claustrophobic. I could hardly drive that thing. And my whole desire was get me off this track. And there was no way to get off until you finished the thing. And I just so, I was just, I was perspiring. I was going nuts. I would ride a motorcycle. I love motorcycles, but I will not wear a helmet. Just it just it just drives me nuts. So it's it's not a sport for me, though I love watching it. But once they design new helmets, maybe like the the, the way the Germans had in World War II, those were cool. <laughs> but but the other ones were so encroaching on my space. I just couldn't hang with it. But and I'm glad that I guess for some it works. You know, I don't well, know how. Yeah. Well, I. I'll put it into just a small perspective. So um, it was about a month and a half ago. It was the last race uh, that I had in the short course. And it was uh, lap number one, right? So we go through turn, the turn one, great. Turn number two is fine. Well, there was a big jump out of, uh, out of turn number two. And we, we jump, I mean, we jump our trucks anywhere between 180 and 200 feet, you know, while, while we're racing. So um, I got hit in the side. And at about 85 miles an hour, I landed on the side of my truck and rolled eight and a half times. So truck catches on fire upside down. It it was, it was a mess. Now I understand that claustrophobia part um, because when you have, for me, like I actually got a little bit of claustrophobia in that moment because I was hanging upside down. Um, full five, five point harness and everything. I'm trying to get out of the truck. I was knocked unconscious, but, um, when I came to, I was trying to get out of the truck and the heat and the smoke. And when you can't get out of a, conf- uh, out of a confined space, like when fire invades your space, I get what claustrophobia is. I understand it. Wow. What a visual frightening. And I'm glad you're, you're well enough and to walk away and tell us about it. Thank you. And now I know Mora's probably itching to ask some racing questions on and off the racetrack. So take it away, Mora. You know, I want to come to you as a total neophyte because I grew up in New York City area, live in Florida. So I'm an East Coaster. Tony, I know, is from Chicago. He lives on the West Coast. But I understand the people who love NASCAR and they love all this off-road driving. They're really heartland of America people. So I'd love to hear personally, and I know the viewers would too, tell us a little bit about where you grew up and what your early experiences were and where you got that I would say that affinity for being on the road, being on these different types of uh, off-road entities that you've been on. Just give us a little bit of that story, because I bet there's a lot of listeners today that that haven't been where you are. And just bring them into that picture. Well, like I mentioned before, you know, I started um, very, very humble beginnings. Right. And and it's not that I am not in humble, humble now and present, but I. um, I started. Let me think how I, how I can answer that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to kind of decide how to answer that. Ask that, you know what? Ask that question in a different way. All right. Give us a picture of what it's like growing up. I don't even know what state you're from, but I want a picture of you in childhood and discovering what it's like to get on a bike, to get on the road, whether it was going out with your dad, going out with friends, going out on your own, and really experiencing what that's like before you get into the big time. Because there are other people that may never have been in your situation. Maybe they've got a potential interest or maybe they want to know a little bit more. I know I do. No, so just draw us a picture. Give us the emotional elements and any yeah. anywhere you want to go with that. All right. Well, that make I mean that makes total sense. So I so I live in Utah of all places, and um, it, you know, growing up in this area, they're they like to say that they have four seasons out here. There's no four seasons. There's there's either really hot or snow on the ground. So there's no fall or spring here. So. This is The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and Maura Sweeney joining me as co-host. Just ahead, we continue the chat with Justin Peck, professional off-road driver and bulletproof author. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment.
This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. As the spotlight with Tony D'Urso continues to grow with a very large audience, new sponsor opportunities are now available. Does your brand fit in with an audience that likes our interviews with stars, greats, and game changers? Would you like to see your brand on a high-profile show that's downloaded thousands of times each episode? Would you like to see your brand promoted to my extensive social media network reaching millions of impressions? If so... Let's see how we can promote your brand to the best audience to help you grow. Email me at Tony at Tony, D-U-R-S-O.com, and let's see how we can help. That's Tony at Tony, D-U-R-S-O.com. Have you ever checked out In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt? You don't know what you're missing. Clarissa has a great circle of friends and influencers. How do you live a model life? Find out when Clarissa... Puts her amazing guests and engaging topics under the spotlight. We'll talk with the masters from art, science, food, health, finance, beauty, and business. You really can't miss a single show. Join us every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Listening to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and a special VIP co-host. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDurso.com. Now back to the Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on the Spotlight with the Ambassador of Happiness, Maura Sweeney, as co-host. Today's interview is with Justin Peck professional off-road driver and bulletproof author. In Justin's own words, how it all started, quote, I turned back to the half-finished note I had written to her, my heart breaking and the tears flowing. I set the notepad down, reached into the truck's console, grabbed my pistol, loaded it, put it to my head, and pulled the trigger, end quote. Sobering. All right. And now, back to the chat with Justin. So for me, um, kind of the where the love came um, for the sport is uh, during high school and you know junior high, those types um, of moments in my life, I was always the small kid. I was the picked on kid. I was the, you know, I was bullied pretty severely growing up. Um, but I always remembered that anytime that I was able to get on the dirt bike or be in a car or be in something that they gave me, you know, some incredible adrenaline, all of those issues, you know, they were, they were mine. They were, I, I didn't have any outside influence. I didn't have someone, you know, slang, slamming me up against a locker or, you know, saying that, Oh, you're just, you know, you're the short guy or, or wanting to pick fights. Everything was just based on me. And and so as I, as I grew up, I, I think that just kind of stuck. And um, because motorsport, even though there is a team, there's a pit crew that is on the side of, you know, that helps work on the cars and, and does, you know, a lot of th- those type of things. When you're driving a race car or on, on a motorcycle and actually physically racing, it is you. It, it's, it's not like a stick and ball sport at all. So it was always an interesting experience for me because uh, the way that I like to explain it to people is, and probably why I get along more with my race car than I do with like a person is that the race car will always give you exactly what you give it. So if I give my car a hundred percent, my car is going to give me a hundred percent. So for me, I've put, you know, I, I like to drive fast. I like to drive hard. Um, I like to win, you know, I mean, who doesn't like to win? And so, you know, I mean, 
Did I even remotely? You, did. you, you just because what I wanted to do is get into your mind so that the listeners could get in there too. It sounds to me like you built your relationship and even your identity and your sense of self around these machines and what they meant to you, and also how you could how you could manipulate them. That's very good. There's no perfect answer, but that's a really good one. And um, the thing that amazes me is that you saw, talked about the focus that's required to do this. I would think that's one of the most chaotic places to be behind the wheel and yet you're saying that's where you feel so serene so um maybe you want to just talk about that one last experience about being behind the wheel maybe in one of the most frightening times and how you handled it oh frightening times um i mean i've been doing it for so long now that i i mean to put it in into perspective um so i've been racing for over 20 years I have broken 82 bones. I've had 19 surgeries. I've had, um, I've got 12 plates, nine rods, 250 screws. I've got cadaver parts. Um, I've physically have died twice. Uh, let's see what else. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, I, uh, <laughs> so like I've been on fire. I it, like you name it. I've done it all. And, and I wouldn't change it for anything. I, um, I, like, I honestly, I wouldn't, I love the sport and I love what it gives me not only in just like it just personally what it gives me, but what it, like what I can give to other people while I'm doing it, because there's a lot of enjoyment, you know, for me when I'm able to be, you know, in our pits and we have the fans come by and, and to be able to sit and talk to people and, and, and have, have the fans say, man, like, I wish I was that where you were at. And it's kind of crazy to me because anybody can get to where I'm at. You just have to work hard. Tony, I think the next question is yours. <laughs> wow. I'm, 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 my mouth is still open on all those times you've been crashed and burned and on fire. And oh, my goodness. It is book of world records. That's where I was going. But go ahead. Yeah. You want to know what you, you want to know the words that are coming through my head right now, Justin? Sure. Man, what man, what fun you're having! No, man. <laughs> you know, honestly, at the end of the day, like my my children and you know my my ex wife and like my mother, they all just shake their head and go like, my kids, of course, Dad, what are you doing? But they also see that there's a couple things that they see that the you know, on their, on their dad perspective is they see that their dad, a never quits. It doesn't matter how hard things get, how life just throws, whatever it throws at you. They see that their dad never quits. And they also see that their dad's a goofball and that he is willing to risk everything to gain the ultimate reward. And so it's just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's, I've probably broken a little bit more than most people, but Hey, you know, it's part of the sport. Incredible. Justin, you've, you've been racing for many years. You're, you're still racing now. You've won a number of championships. Is that correct? Yeah, I've been, I've been fortunate enough to win championships. A lot of races. I've, um, I've probably, I don't know. I mean, I probably have won, you know, hundred, 150 times I've won, six or seven championships in, in various different motorsports. And so, yeah, I've been fortunate. That is phenomenal. May I ask, I understand you're continuing to, to race. Now there's another side of you. You are now an author with this book called Bulletproof Memoir. Can I ask what made you take that road as well? So, you know, you're, you're still racing, but now you're also an author. What made you do that, please? Well, that's an interesting story. <laughs> so I, uh, man, you're kind of making me relive some, you know, re relive some things here. So I actually started this book probably nine years ago. And I remember like I was talking to my grandmother at the time and, and she was always down on keeping a journal of kind of day-to-day -day life and, and she had made mention to me, she goes, you always want to, if you can, if you have time, write things down. So as you get older, A, you remember them and B, you have something to pass along to the kids because the kids, 
they have a different perspective of what their dad is now compared to when they're my age and having the perspective of, of me then. Does that, does that make sense? Yes, it does. I, okay. I, I'm following with you. So, uh, so I decided, you know, it's like, all right, I'm going to write down some stories and, and some of the things that have experienced, like I've experienced in my life. And it was all based on for my children. And so, you know, started chapter one and I have no, <laughs> I have no writing experience whatsoever. I don't like, I honestly, um, I've read two books in my entire life. One that was a required one in junior high. And then I've read my own and I, I just, I, I was never a reader. So I started writing down thoughts and started writing down different stories and different experiences and uh, over the course of that next nine years, um, actually eight years, it turned into something. And so about a year and a half, no, actually, okay, what, we're a full year out. So about two years ago, I had taken everything and all the notes and pieces of paper and everything compi- and compiled them in a Word document and ended up being 270 pages and... So I wanted to make sure that it was done right. So I sent it to an editor and I got a call back from the editor within three days. And she said that she's like, wow, this is, she goes, this is pretty incredible. I didn't think like, she goes, I didn't think there were people out there like you. (laughs) And, and so we, you know, we kind of, you know, went back and forth and kind of went through the editing process and, ended up finishing the book and realized that in that process, I was sending the book to friends and family and then different editors. And I kept getting the same response back of, you know, from my friends and family is like, Holy cow. Like we had no idea growing up. Like we didn't know that you had this or that you felt this way. And, and then the people that I didn't know, their comments were, man, like, I know people who have felt like that, or I feel like that, or I've been down that road, and how did you overcome it? And so I kind of saw, I mean, it's the proverbial light bulb, right? Like the thing just kind of, the light clicks, and it's like, all right, maybe I have something that at the end of the day, I can help other people with. If I tell my stories and, you know, how crazy I am and, and how, you know, the mental disorders has, has affected my life or over the bullying or loss of a parent or, you know, just, just the things that I've been through. If I can teach people or help people through experience, then that's kind of the ultimate goal. And so the, basically kind of how the, how the book starts and this will, and I'll make, and I'll make this quick. I, I do apologize for rambling. So, um, but I had one experience that um, happened to me quite some time ago that kind of changed everything for me. It was, it was that one moment in life that was the game changer. This is the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and Maura Sweeney as co-host. Just ahead, we're going to find out more from Justin Peck, professional off-road driver and bulletproof author. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Is it true that a majority of new businesses fail? Check this out. In order to have a successful growing business, there are some vital points that you must know. You must have worked them out thoroughly. They must be synchronized with each other and all employees, consultants, and companies that you depend on must know these items and be in agreement with them if your new business is to meet with a high percentage of success. Get it free. The Vision Map. Beat the odds for business success at TonyDURSO.com slash vision. Learn how to establish your vision, purpose, long-term objective, and master plan 
including strategic and tactical planning. Get the vision map. Beat the odds for business success at TonyDURSO.com slash vision. V-I-S-I-O-N. If you want to join the ranks of the influencers, you've got to think like an influencer. How about joining one of the top influencers in the world, Leonard Kim, for Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard and his guests discuss the topics that aspiring influencers need to know, from brand building to getting yourself published and growing your audience. There's a bunch of fun and even some twists involved to keep you on your toes. You just have to listen every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You're listening to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and a special VIP co-host. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDURSO.com. Now, back to The Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on The Spotlight with the Ambassador of Happiness, Morris Sweeney, as co-host. Today's interview is with Justin Peck, professional off-road driver and bulletproof author. Here's a quote by Justin. Quote, Fortunately, you have the power to rediscover and reclaim your joy. It just takes a little work. End quote. All right, back to the chat with Justin. So I had woke up. One morning, um, typical morning, like, you know, my wife was laying next to me. I woke up, I, you know, I gave her a kiss, took a shower, went up and gave the kids a kiss, you know, before they went to school and went out back and grabbed my dog and me and my dog went to go to work. So, you know, I, I built houses. Um, I've, I've been in the construction industry for a long time. And so I threw the dog in the back of the truck and we were driving around checking on job sites. and. About an hour in that process, um, I decided to take a drive up the canyon. So I ended up at the top of the canyon and looking down over the valley below. And I remember feeling like this overwhelming sense of despair. Despair is like the only word that I think has ever really hit home with people. But just despair, just like there's nothing that can that could overcome this, this sense of just being an just being unhappy. And so I'm watching my dog run around and I remember taking out a notebook and just kind of writing some, some of my thoughts down. And in one moment of irrational thinking, right? This is like completely irrational thinking. I reached over to my center console, my glove box. I pulled out my pistol. I loaded it. I put it to my head and I pulled the trigger. And, oh my God. And you know, all I got out of that was a click. And I, I was at first I was upset with myself. It's like, come on, man. Like how, how in the world could you screw this up too? So I unchambered the bullet and like, it's very, it's very vivid in my mind. The, the bullet flips up and lands in my lap. And so I pick it up and I, and I am kind of inspecting the bullet and I look and I can see where the firing pin had actually hit the bullet. So I had shot thousands of rounds through that pistol. And it was that one time that, uh, that the bullet didn't go off that I guess counted. And it was at that moment where I went from complete despair to the adrenaline that surged through my body completely. Like it was the most amazing feeling I've ever felt. Wow. Justin, I thank you so much for sharing that with us. It's profound. I'm, I'm, I'm stunned. It's incredible. Did you think, or, did you think that there was a divine intervention or something saying, no, no, your time is not yet right? What, what, what did you think of all this, please? Well, I, you know, I mean, 
there's a purpose, right? I mean, there, whether you're a God believer, whether you're not a God believer, it just, I mean, in my opinion, there, there's always purpose for everything. And so I understood at that moment that there was something out there that I was meant to do in life that was bigger than just me, um, bigger than just my little bubble. And so, you know, I, I, I ultimately, as, as I was, was driving back down the Canyon, I had called my doctor and, and I went in and talked to him for a bit. And then that's, you know, ultimately where, you know, the diagnosis with, with bipolar disorder came into play. And it was at that moment that I realized that it's like, okay, I got lucky. <laughs> I got, I got really lucky on that one. That was, um, that was kind of the, the freebie and I'm not going to get another one. <clears throat> and so I might as well make my life and kind of, I don't want to necessarily say devote my life cause that makes it sound a little goofy, but I want to be able to be that person that can take the word mental illness and say it in a way and explain it to people in a way that it's not necessarily an illness. It's a mental blessing because we all have our own issues, right? I mean, everybody goes through the same things. And so if I'm able to be able, if I'm able to, to talk to people and to change one person's life, just one, then all of the heartache and all of the hard things that the struggles that I've been through, um, getting to the point where I'm at now, if I save that one person from putting the book, putting the gun to their head, man, my life's complete. I've did, I've did my task. And I ultimately think that that's kind of the, that's the purpose. I think I'm here to save somebody. I don't know who, but. I like that. I like that a lot. And I agree with that. And I sure hope that whoever you are to save is, is listening to this or, and read your book, Bulletproof Memoir, and that you help all those people that you feel you need to. I think that is so cool. And I do appreciate you sharing that. I know that can be a hard story sometimes to to tell. Thank you. Yes. Maura. As I said, I'm the neophyte when it comes to any kind of off-road racing or whatever. But Justin, when you said people were reading your, your book or going through it and it was resonating, I could see why. You're, you're writing a story about off-road racing and that whole career. But that second piece of it. The part that deals with something that's so common to all of us, which is that sense of desperation. You don't have to be a race car driver. You don't even have to be diagnosed with bipolar disorder to feel like you're in that place. And I could see why so many people would be moved by what you're sharing in that book. Have you found with all the interviews you've done and as much exposure as you've gotten with this book that people have actually come to you to say, thank you for sharing this story because I can relate at some level to that feeling of desperation or, de- or despondency, or I don't even know what I'm doing here. Have you found that that's been the piece of the book that really is talking to others? Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, at, at the end of the day, that is what resonates with me is, is, you know, the book, there's, there are some things about racing in it, um, it just because that's kind of been my life, but the book is more based on, on dealing with mental illness dealing with motivation um, when it comes to being able to accomplish anything that you put your mind to those type of things. But the, you know, when I get the opportunity to, to speak when I'm, when I'm on stage and when I have a thousand people in front of me and, and I'm able to be very animated and, you know, be the, the goofball that I am and then to walk off the stage completely exhausted and emotionally drained, but have people come to the back and say, you know what? Thank you. Like, I get it. Like, that, that makes sense to me. And, or they talk about how, you know, my dad, he was feeling the same way and did the same thing. Or my mother or my sister or my brother. Like, just everybody, everybody that we deal with in our life can relate to something. And I just, I think that I've, <laughs> I've done so many things. I've experienced so many things in my short amount of time that, I'm lucky in, in the way that, that I've lived by experience. And so now maybe if I can teach by experience as well, that um, maybe the path will, will come full circle. 
Well, you know, as a follow-up to that, you said something really interesting. You didn't refer to it as mental illness. You called it mental blessing. Do you want to just talk a little bit more about that? Because I think some people get diagnosed and they feel it's all over. Talk about that transition, even in the way you think about mental illness, so that other people could get that vision as well. Well, I don't, I don't identify myself as the bipolar guy, right? Like, I don't... I don't, I don't have that. So, so there's no identity issue there. Um, but I look at it as if you, if you call it a disorder, if you call it an illness, okay, that's what it's going to be, right? It's going to be an illness or it's going to be a disorder. Okay. I like to say that, you know what, the reason why I am who I am today is because my head's a little rewired different than other people's. And I, I, I'm okay with that. And so, you know, I'm blessed to, to have bipolar. I am um, because I would not be who I am today. And I wouldn't have lived my life how I live my life. That is a powerful way of looking at challenges in life. I like that, Justin. Very cool also. And I did notice that your, your memoir, Bulletproof, it touches on the subject of having an addiction. And I'd like to know where in your life... Did you realize that you actually had a problem with this? <laughs> well, there's another story. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, it's crazy how everything just evolves and how everything just connects in your life. When you, you know, from now at my age, now looking back, it's crazy how everything connected. So, um, so being a racer, being, you know, breaking bones and, and doing all those things, um, all the injuries that I've had, and I have found that um, injury turned into addiction. And so as I was growing up, um, having, you know, a broken arm, I would have pain medication. And I realized that every time that I would take a, like a pain pill, I would feel better, not just like physically, like the pain would go away, but my head, but my brain would just be different. The clarity was, was a lot different. Um, and I felt better. And so as I went through the years of, of racing, you know, kind of battling some of the thoughts, um, and also understanding that a pain pill can change my mindset just a little bit. Um, it turned into an addiction. And so I had a really, really bad crash in 2000, um, where I, they completely exploded bones and all sorts of stuff. And I was on pain medication for that for about six months. This is the spotlight with Tony D'Urso and Maura Sweeney as co-hosts. Just ahead, Justin shares more insights and his contact info. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. As the spotlight with Tony D'Urso continues to grow with a very large audience, new sponsor opportunities are now available. Does your brand fit in with an audience that likes our interviews with stars, greats, and game changers? Would you like to see your brand on a high-profile show that's downloaded thousands of times each episode? Would you like to see your brand promoted to my extensive social media network reaching millions of impressions? If so, let's see how we can promote your brand to the best audience to help you grow. Email me at Tony at TonyDurso.com and let's see how we can help. That's Tony at TonyDurso.com. It's time to elevate yourself and your business to the next level. What are the secrets of business success? Discover them on Key Entrepreneurs of Influence with your host, Kieran Sweeney. Find out who the business owners are that stand out in their respective industries and what they can teach you. The program contains valuable advice that can cost thousands through a professional consultant. Key Entrepreneurs of Influence can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern. 
Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Listening to the Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and a special VIP co-host. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyDurso.com. Now back to the Spotlight. All right, we're back with Tony D'Urso on the Spotlight with the Ambassador of Happiness, Morris Sweeney, as co-host. Today's interview is with Justin Peck, professional off-road driver and bulletproof author. Here's a quote by the Huffington Post, quote, Justin is what I call an overcomer, victorious, a hero, a down-to-earth, real good, solid guy that is beautifully honest and speaks from the truthful core of his being, end quote. So true. So true. And now back to the chat. I kind of realized at that point that the addiction was there um, and it had been there for quite some time. Now you have to keep in mind that I was running the company. Uh, I had I had over 300 employees. Uh, I had a lot of families relying on me and me being able to be focused in, in doing what I do. And so, so I, uh, sorry, I got a little sidetracked. So, um, so when I was hurt and I was taking all this medication, I had a friend. Um, so long story short on that, uh, on that. And I, I decided to make a movie, right? I know it was kind of random, um, but I decided to make a movie about dirt bikes because I couldn't, I couldn't race. Um, I was hurt that bad. And so I, I got all the, this film experience and bought my own cameras and taught myself how to do this whole thing and ended up making a movie. Well, in that process, I had a friend of mine, say, Hey, you know what? I've got these friends in Alaska that they do guided, guided hunting. Do you want to come out and film with us? And I'm not a hunter. I, you know, I, I mean, that's for some people, um, not for me, but so I said, yes. And he says, all right, we're leaving in two weeks. And so I basically had two weeks and this is kind of how jacked up things were that like how jacked up my mind was is I was leaving for 45 days, right? I was leaving my family. I had three children at the time. Um, I had the company that, that I was running and I was leaving for 45 days out in the middle of nowhere. And in that two week period of time, getting ready to go on this, on this adventure, the only thing I could think about was making sure I had enough pills to make it through that 45 days. And wow, like talk about, you know, a reality shot there because I, my wife had dropped me off at the airport and I was, I walked to the, to the gate and I sat like I was sitting in the chair and I remember them, you know, going, you know, coming over the intercom saying, you know, Alaska, you know, we're, we're boarding now. And I remember running through my mind thinking, you know what? You don't have to go. Like your bags are loaded. You can get your bags, you know, your bags back. You don't have to do this. And they called second call. So I got up and went into the bathroom and I kind of just, you know, I had that blank stare at myself in, in the mirror and made that decision at that time. I'm going to do this trip. I'm going to go. I'm going to enjoy it. It's going to be another experience. I reached into my backpack. I grabbed a handful of pills and ate them for the plane flight there. And then took everything that I had, flushed it down the toilet and jumped on the airplane. So I make it the four hours to Alaska. 
And then from that airport, we go to another airport. And then from that airport, we go out into literally like the middle of nowhere, like 400 miles out from anything. And I went through the first 11 days was absolute pure hell. I went through withdrawals from an opiate addiction in the middle of Alaska. Okay. How many people, you know, that can say that (laughs) not very many people. So I, uh, I remember, yeah, I I had to play it off. Right. It's like, I have the flu. I had, you know, I have whatever, but what it did is it, I was far enough away that I went through the withdrawal period and then I had another 30 days. So I did my own little rehab, I guess. And by the time I got back home, I was, my mind was focused. I was clear and I knew my path. And so uh, having the disorder, uh, you'll find, you know, when, when people talk about it, addiction's a huge part of it because we like to, we like to try to, we like to get out of our own, uh, of our own head. Um, for me, my mind spins constantly. Like it doesn't shut off. And so, an, uh, you know, an opiate or any other type of, of medication, anything that I could take that could calm my head down was always a benefit to me. That's how I thought. And here again, that's where the addiction comes. And so while I was in Alaska, I realized that that wasn't necessarily the case that I can cope with myself and I was not going to let a little white pill control my life. And that's, you know, when I, when I threw them away, chucked them, I was here again, another life changer for me, at least. Wow, Justin, you have some serious cojones to put <laughs> no. it mildly. And while I don't advise this for everyone in the spotlight audience or anyone that you know that may have an addiction, Hats off to you, man. You just conquered it. That's like, man, I, I, I got so much from that and understanding what you do and your racing and your book. It, it just really puts it together, a story like this. Thanks so much for sharing that. I know it may not be easy to tell that story, but wow, that's got some powerful insights and guidance there for, for some of us, I'm sure. Thank you so much on that. You're welcome. And I am curious about one thing. We've got just a few minutes left, but I'm really curious about one thing and as to the benefits of, let's say, let's just keep it simple. Let's call it the simple things to dealing with mental anxiety and issues, such as getting a good rest every day, eating healthy food, daily exercise, extroverting your attention and so forth. Do you have a good regimen in place on this? And how has that helped? Yeah, so... I mean, there are a few things. Um, so I kind of self-diagnose anyway. Uh, going through the mental states that I've gone through, um, when you try to explain your head to a doctor that knows the book side of it, it's um, it's confusing to them. <laughs> I hate to I hate to make it sound like that, but it's confusing to them because they don't know by by experience. They know by what the book says, and so you know I've learned. I've learned things through, uh, through my own experiences. One of the big ones is, uh, is diet. You know, you, you have to have a good, clean diet, whether it's a, a keto diet or whether it's just, you know, not overeating, you know, take that diet Coke and drink water instead. I mean, just, just a small change. It doesn't have to be, you know, life-changing change, just small change on diet. Um, the other thing for me is sleep. Uh, I do know that I sleep more than most people, but I'm also very aware that when I don't get um, the proper amount of sleep for me, it's a trigger and it can trigger me one way or the other. Don't get me wrong. When I, I made, you know, I can talk like this now and I can tell you these stories and I can laugh and giggle and have fun, which I do all the time. But like, I mean, I'm, I'm talking like recent, I, a couple weeks ago was I just, I was in bed for like 45 days. I didn't leave my house. And you know, a couple weeks ago, I'm like, all right, it's time to get up. And so I start my life again. So I still live with it. I still deal with it every single day. It's not like I've 
it's not like I've beat the the disorder. It's something that never goes away. I just know that what works for me, and once I realized what works for me, it may not work for everybody, but I know it works for me. And as long as I am sane and and I can do the things that I do, like, like I can come on, on the show and speak to you and explain everything, you know, like my life you know, to you, as long as I can do those type of things, then how I get there is kind of besides the point. Does that make sense? Totally. And I do appreciate you giving some good explanation and information on that. I get you. Thank you. Maura, we've got about five minutes over to you and do what you can. <laughs> do your damage. Sister. You're, you're on, you're on, you're on mute, Maura. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. Welcome Just to so your you spotlight. You didn't hear me say, ah, woo. This way I can keep all my comments to myself. Justin, I was listening to you. I'm thinking, wow, he's more than a book. I could almost see as you, as you continue to advance in years, that you would be the subject of a movie. Your life is very rich with the rugged individualism of what it's like to be growing up in America and overcoming certain odds and figuring things out and going through hard times and pulling yourself back up. There's so much to it. So thank you so much for sharing. I know, I'm sure Tony feels the exact same way, but I know that for our listeners, they're going to want to know how to reach you, how to connect with you. Please give us a couple of um, ways that people can connect. Right, so the, the the website is probably the best way, um, it, mostly because I have like the contact me um, part. So it's it's justinpet.com. And, and I really do answer every email. Uh, I get a lot of them, um, but I do personally answer every single one of them because I feel like I have a responsibility in that part. Um, but then I, you know, I also have social media, which bleh, it's social media, but you have to have it right. Like, you don't have a choice. So uh, Justin Peck 49 is Instagram and Twitter. And then uh, just Justin Peck on, on Facebook. And to get your book, find um, it through the website or is that the best way? Yeah, you can go um, but uh, on the website. Um, it, typically the people who, who buy it from the website, I'll sign it. Um, and, and, you know, if, if there's a story behind it or if there's an email behind it, you know, I, you know, I can kind of personalize the book. Um, but we're also on Amazon as well. We hit uh, Amazon bestseller two weeks out um, of, of the, the launch of the book. And so, so it's there as well. Very cool. And uh, back to that movie part. When the movie is made about you, Justin, I want to can I can I be the guy that interviews you after you're winning the championship? Yes, you can, <laughs> yes, you can be the guy. You know, what's funny about that is I've actually had I've actually been like hit up by three or four um, producers and I've turned them all down so far. So it's it, and this is why is because I want to do it. If, if, if there's going to be a movie made about me, I want to make the movie. I don't want someone else to make it. So eventually we'll get there. Yeah, no worries. You, you may you, have more. Just go ahead, Maura. I was going to say, you may have more stories in the making before the movie rolls out. Oh, yeah. Year by year. You know what? Month by month, I get new stories. If I would have told you what I did last month, you'd go, what? This guy. This guy. Well, that sets us up for another interview, Justin, because we want to know what you did last month. Perfect. <laughs> but that'll be another time, my friend, because we're kind of running close. Very, very, very great show. Insightful. I've learned a lot. It's not just about racing. It's what goes behind. It's the mind. It's the life. These are people. They have their, their lives. They have their things happening. This was such a... A good event. It was epic. It just puts it all together. I really, truly appreciate you spending the time with us and giving us this amazing interview. Justin Peck, professional off-road driver and bulletproof author. Thank you so much for sharing this with us, J Jace, uh, Justin. Ah. <laughs> You're so welcome, Thomas. I mean, Tony. <laughs> My my tongue my tongue is in a is in a knot. How did this happen? No, it's it's good. Well, that's what happens around me. Like, like yeah. No, thank you. No, really, truly, honestly, from my heart, thank you so much for the opportunity. I I'm uh, I always feel really really blessed when I'm when I'm able to at least kind of convey my story through words where people can hear them. Uh, anybody can read a book, but 
to be able to listen to the stories, uh, you can get a more of a sense of who I am. Um, I'm very animated and, and, you know, those type of things. And so, um, again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Our greatest deep pleasure. And Maura, I want to thank you so much for being a great co-host. You're your infectious smiles come right through the airways. I think we're all giddy and laughing, and I think it's your fault. And I so look forward to having you on another episode of The Spotlight. So thank you. Thank you, Tony. And thank you, Justin. I'm going to be connecting with you soon. Great, great interview. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. And to our Spotlight audience, thanks again. It's our honor to have you listen. All right. Keep your focus on success, and we'll see you next on The Spotlight. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso and his special VIP co-host. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, enjoy the weekend.